You're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Review Theories and Conspiracies Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton, and I'm joined today by the man whose fingers are permanently stained orange with Cheeto dust, Kyle Sandin. <laughs> Mustard gets it off really well. Oh, <laughs> some life hacks out of the gate. That's good. And then uh, the man who likes to get lewd with food in the nude, Hunter Sealock. Understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah. And then the birthday boy, the the May child. A Mayflower, if you will, who can fit an entire banana down his throat without gagging. Brooks <laughs> I've seen it. That's false. I've seen this. That's, that's not. It's true. a party what? trick, uh, and uh, there's no manly way to eat a banana. My, <laughs> <laughs> my birthday is coming up, but I cannot fit a whole banana down my throat. You know what? I don't know that because I've never tried that. Hunter said he's seen it, so. Yeah, Hunter's a <laughs> fucking liar sometimes. <laughs> what are you, what are you asking um, your uncle Cletus for this year for your birthday, Brooks? Oh, <laughs> what am I asking? My what? Your uncle Cletus? You know Cletus? You know, I hope it's that you're asking to change his name or something less rapey. Asking him for a DNA. Yeah. Your funny uncle. Uh, <laughs> No, I have an Ancletus. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the one that taught you the banana trick. Yeah. I don't want anything. I want... <laughs> uh, fever on a world peace. Fuck, we're here. We go. Yeah, yeah. Here out of the gate, strong as always. Wow. Shit. I think we should just hop into the thick of it this this time. We've got a lot of news this week again. Mm-hmm. Um, no games coming out ever again, it seems, but scandals abound. Weird shit keeps happening mm-hmm. in the gaming world, so hell, it keeps us talking. That's what we need. Um, I wanted to talk real quickly about Destiny 2, everyone's favorite game that yeah. came out. Two years ago. Ooh, um, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Keep that train going. Keep that fire stoked, dude. I'll you be know, the, the last one. Throwing coal on it. Just keep chugging. Yeah, so they're they're about at the end of their second season in their annual pass. Um, and they're, the third part of that comes out June 4th. Um, and so they had a surprise exotic weapon quest come out this week. And it was the Ooh. Outbreak... Perfected, which uh, is an update on the Outbreak Prime, which was a fan favorite in Destiny 1, came out during the Rise of Iron DLC, and it was a bitch to get in Destiny 1. You had to have multiple subclasses in the same group and do certain things at certain times, and it was a total bear, and you had to finish a really difficult raid to get it and stuff. Um, and, And this one... It's not quite as um, exhaustive as many steps as you need to do. Um, But anyway, a patch comes out on Tuesday. They've announced nothing about this. And then somebody finds a little node in in like a side quest. Like it was not even part of a main story mission or anything like that. And they're like, holy shit, this is the setup for this exotic weapon. And it quickly went to, you know, Reddit and everybody's trying to crowdsource and, and figure out what what do we need to do? What are the steps here? So within like an hour or two hours, everybody had found all the pieces of the first step, which was really impressive. And, and then once you had those pieces, you started a quest where you have 20 minutes to ultimately get to this boss encounter. But in that quest, you're going back to the last city. You're going through the old tower that got destroyed at the beginning of Destiny 2, the place where you always hung out in Destiny 1. And right. so it's really mm-hmm. cool fan service because you're going back to the area that you knew so well and you're seeing underneath it and you're seeing it destroyed and broken mm-hmm. apart. And That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was. And it was so hard. I mean, like you, you really needed to have weapons of different elemental types to fight different uh, enemies. All of them are like shielded and stuff. And it, it, it was really tough. And I, I, I probably went through five times today before I finally beat it. Jeez. Um, but it so you're it saying like a mini raid. Go ahead. It was it, it was really hard, and you beat it five times. 
I took five attempts to beat it once. No, I did not beat it five times. Five (laughs) five is some stamina. But the the timer is ultimately the the thing that really fucks you because it's it's really tough fighting. And then you have jump puzzles where you've got these tiny ledges you've got to hit or you've got to get past fan blades or you've got to get past X, Y, and Z. You know, it has like a lot of mechanics that are usually reserved to a raid. And um, the last fight, we failed, I think, twice where we killed the final boss, but you had to finish like the um, just enemy swarm that the ads that are around at the end and we didn't get all of them killed. And that was really frustrating, but cool gun, super useful. One of the best guns they've had in the game ever. I mean, it's a hell of a lot of fun to use super good in PVP. But yeah, I I think if um, you're still playing destiny, definitely go after it. It's worth the challenge. Um, And if you're not playing destiny, it'll take you a while probably to get to a position to uh, go get it. Cause you really need to be at the max level to grab it at this point. But I was really impressed for for something to come out as a surprise at the end of a season and stuff. They did it really well, and it's one of the best design things they've put out in a while and with a worthwhile reward. So good on them. Kyle, if you don't mind, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about EA? They had a earnings report this week, right? Yes. And they announced some pretty big stuff during that, or... Well, put a band-aid on some things and, and announce. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. not as good as yeah. everyone hoped. But. Sure. Yeah, to me, it's treading water. Apex is probably going to be their savior, and then of course, you know, the sports games that be their crutches as well. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully they put out some good content. Uh, excuse me, content for Apex in the season two. Uh, their season one is pretty lackluster, but uh, yes. Hopefully they can. Oh, yeah, they could around. almost do anything, and it would. They gotta. Different. They gotta be having trouble monetizing it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I haven't looked into it, but it, that season it, one, that season pass was kind of yeah. weak. Are there yeah. that many people buying it? It missed projections, I think, by like two hundred million or something. Um, what they initially Ooh, yeah. thought <laughs> on the yeah. season pass, and stuff. if and if, if that's your biggest dog in the fight right now, because Battlefield that's can't definitely. be doing well. Mm-mm. They said something about Battlefield. I think they said that it saw quite a bit of a bump in the player base during that, but I don't know that it really moved a lot of copies or anything. You know, it might have just been people who'd already picked it up and then returned to the game because it didn't act like it was a real uh, boost to their sales, but they acted like it had strong returning numbers of players for that uh, Battle Royale content. What else? They're going to do something else with Apex, right? They're doing a mobile version, right? And then try yes, to release it in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be interesting because uh, the Chinese market is always so rough just because of how they censor things and stuff. And so often their own companies just rip off existing mm-hmm. intellectual properties. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you guys saw this week, uh, PUBG Mobile, like PUBG got banned in China. But the people that really? make PUBG Mobile are a Chinese company, Tencent. Yeah. And so they changed the game to instead of being called <laughs> PUBG, it's called Games for Peace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has like a, like a Chinese Royal Navy vibe now. And then oh it, when you shoot somebody and you beat them, instead of them dying, they wave by and <laughs> flip out of the map. But it, everything else is the same. Like it's it's still uh, on Aaron Gill and shit. Like it's the same map design. It's just... They must have read that Microsoft article from last week about yeah. being nicer. <laughs> As you're waving, insert racial slur. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay, bye bye then. Uh, my god no that's and i was about to say i I see the apex mobile kind of being like the PUBG. uh, it might be fun for a match or two but then it just kind of sucks and you'd rather just go back to the console version yeah i mean they both PUBG mobile and the mobile version of fortnite make a shit ton of money more so than any other platform so i mean at one point we're not the audience probably but yeah Mm -hmm. at one point they were advertising that newest samsung phone with right. uh, Ninja and Fortnite, yes. like yep. I mean, I'm sure that that they're pulling in tons of revenue on that. But that's wild to me. I see it as like filler until E3, the E3 news. Who knows? Like I said, it could be pretty big. Yeah. Well, they just dropped another bombshell too. Um, Josh, you were telling me this last night. They're bringing more people into the team to do facial animation. On oh, Anthem, like the right? motion capture, yeah, yes, yeah, right. yeah, the mocap yeah. shit. The uh, the update we all all are 
you know, hoping for. That's what we wanted from an update. Thanks. Yeah. Which means they're going to add in dancing. Like yes. That's oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're going to ruin it. Right. A margin yeah, of that. Drive it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. There is potential there, but when you, you're inside that game, it really feels like they would almost have to restart <laughs> to fix it. Like, I, I don't think it's like oh, if you just changed this, it'll be good. I think mm-hmm. it's a real overhaul, and it's not a game I see yeah. easily fixed. And yeah, they just better serve to just move on. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before uh, on the podcast and, you know, the lack of direction that was there in developing the game. But I, I agree with you. At this point, it's just a hunk of shit, and, you know, you would have to redo the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a lot of those other games where, like, the core of it was there. You know, Diablo 3 had so much, so many issues whenever it came out, but a lot of it was tied to the auction house or whatever, where people could just buy shit, and so everybody was selling strong weapons and stuff, and it fucked the whole loot system yeah. and they weren't very rewarding with loot and stuff so they basically looked at it and they're like okay let's get rid of this even though it's making us money it's not fun it keeps people from really enjoying the game and they got rid of that and there, there were two things that were easy for them to fix and then it made the game good and uh, anthem's not in a position where it's one or two things it's no they can keep the combat design. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the, the combat and the movement and that's it. And All that's the it. mission structure and in-game shit would have to be completely different to yeah. people interested. All of it would have to change. But, you know, that's EA for you. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, Classic <laughs> EA. yeah I think they're, they're going to do show off Season 2 during EA Play, which is an event that runs about the same time as E3. EA doesn't really show at E3 anymore. But it's kind of weird because I've heard other people, like I've heard somebody at Respawn say they're going to show Jedi Fallen Order at E3, but I would assume they mean EA Play, that event that's like a day or so before E3 really starts. Um, That'd be weird if I, they did it at E3. Would it would be. I, I, But, you know, who, who knows? I just feel like I heard them say that and I was kind of taken. But they're, they're projecting 8 million cells, I think, of that game. Which I think is a little... It's Star Wars, so maybe. <laughs> but I don't know, a single-player game? I think $4 million would probably be a safer bet. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I The game looks cool. I'm interested, but I, I just don't see it being a huge seller. No, I don't. I, I mean, don't $4 million is great, <laughs> but it, I don't see it being super high. All right. Well, if you guys don't mind, moving on to the next deal... Um, yeah. There was that update uh, on the Riot walkout, the League of Legends oh, yeah. studio. That was May, or uh, excuse me, yeah, May 6th, uh, this, this past Monday. And uh, at the time we first talked about it, we didn't know how many people were involved or any of that. Well, it ended up being about 150, over 150, <clears throat> excuse me, people that ended up walking out. Oh, nice. Over the Jeez. forced arbitration and sexist culture, which which it seems it's it's quite a bit of people. Um, I think they yeah. staff like twenty five hundred. So you know, take it for what it's worth. But that's plenty of people that are that are upset about it. Oh, that yeah. were mad enough to walk out over the deal. You know, there's no telling who many uh, how many people were afraid of retribution. You know, from superiors from it. Riot said they weren't going to do that, and so far it doesn't look like there has been on anybody. But you know, really, there was like I said, that's that's really the the highlight of it. But then there was another ultimatum given. Like uh, Riot basically said, "Well, we plan on not doing the forced arbitration in the future, and maybe giving new hires a chance to opt out." of it <laughs> upon hiring but like basically the people in it uh at, at this point kind of sounded like well tough tits you know and then the people that they were in the middle of litigation with they had no they didn't seem to make any commitment at all of shutting that down but then some of did you guys see some of the writers were like we're making uh plans for further action if they don't meet these no. next set of demands by like the 16th that was really it we have plans. That's that's really all they said. We have plans for further action if they don't they don't fix shit. Well, and to uh, feed into what has become the wild west of the video game workplace, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's an article from Variety uh, this week on Gearbox uh, CEO Randy Pitchford. Um, Gearbox does has done Borderlands, obviously Borderlands one, two, pre sequel, and now three, um, and the voice actor for Claptrap, who will not be in Borderlands 3, um, David, I believe it's Eddings. Is that how you pronounce his name? Does anybody know? <laughs> um, but a lot uh, came to light on that. And, uh, you know, it had started with, I think, a tweet 
um, where David Eddings had, you know, talked about being physically assaulted uh, by Randy Pitchford in the lobby of a Marriott. And I think it was uh, 2017. Um, So this thing's kind of uh, taken off, but um, apparently, you know, Eddings doesn't feel like he, you know, he he never said he wasn't stated well for the first two games, Um, but he had, when they approached him about voicing Claptrap for three, uh, for Borderlands three, he wanted some royalty um, pay. And I guess he had allowed it to, when he asked for, to be compensated, all of a sudden they couldn't afford him. But you also have, you know, Gearbox that's, and, and they're not saying a whole lot about the situation. Josh, you might jog, might jog uh, my memory. What was it? I think Pitchford came out and said something negative towards um, David Eddings and kind of flared him back up. And he finally came out and said, look, you know, I didn't make this a big deal, <laughs> but yeah. like this dude physically assaulted me. Yeah, you know, and he accused would, him when, of no, it was somebody else because he Pitchford has had this thing come up just this well, week, and then and he's also he been was accused of, of stealing like twelve million dollars yeah, using company yeah. funds for that were like, meant for paying for his kids' college, yeah, and stuff like that, like things that should have been. And that was that was royalty, stuff like that, yeah. That was a lawsuit that I think had taken place in January. That's that seems to still be going on. Nobody really knows, yeah, what's going on in that deal, but there. There's apparently an investigation into that that missing twelve million dollars. Yeah, Randy Pitchford. Do you do you think he's um he's broken the personal branding rule of the Cosby Two Brooks? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know Bill Cosby used to be known for just sweaters and pudding, and then he got known for a third thing, and everybody stopped liking him. <laughs> and Randy Pitchford, in my head. Was always the guy that, like, I always think of him as the dude that made Brothers in Arms. I always think of, like, the videos when they were making oh, that man. game and he's describing it and stuff. Yeah. That was their first, like, original game Gearbox did. Such a great I think game, of him, too. Yeah, and I thought, like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, here's this nerdy, affable guy that seems like he really cares about making games. And then he did Borderlands, and you're like, wow, that's great, dude. You're such a cool guy. And then, you know, you got all this shit we talked about. Plus, he got uh, there was some USB drive that he left at a restaurant or something that had confidential business information and what some business associate claimed was child pornography on it, mm. which which he said uh, was barely legal <laughs> pornography. Ah. Uh, wow. But still, like you don't have two USB drives. Right. Why are you even keeping uh-huh. porn on a USB drive? You're CEO of a company that's valued <laughs> in the millions of dollars, <laughs> and you've got confidential business information and child porn on a single uh, USB you're drive. Sitting there right next to your homework folder. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's getting really hard to like this guy. Um, yeah, he sounds he sounds like the fucking Cruella Deville of the video game world. Yeah. It's just the biggest thing, honestly, and I feel like a terrible human being for this, but the, the first thing that came to my mind when I read this article uh, from Variety was when he was when David Eddings was uh, getting physically assaulted in the Marriott lobby. Do you think he was like using his claptrap voice? Takes a knee to the ribs. Take it. <laughs> I can't go up the stairs. That's my fucking claptrap impersonation. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do it. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Let's be honest. His voice is mostly some vocal effect. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. It just to me the whole thing it, like it seems like a like you know he said he said right because yeah because I mean as far as the physical assault goes down there's no mention of well i followed the police report or anything and pitchford they i don't know they uh it looks like gearbox was like yeah that didn't happen or we don't know anything about it we're not commenting and as far as the payment pitchford was like he was paid handsomely and they made him yeah. a relative a relatively generous offer to reprise the role i guess for royalties on the first two uh, according to pitchford on may 3rd that eddings turned that opportunity down and i i get the desire to get royalties off of something because he was he was just employed at gearbox and stuff as, as we mentioned and so they just used him as an actor but he was in-house so he didn't get any type of special payment that some mm-hmm. outside actor would have gotten and i get that because like i worked for a state newspaper 
and I worked in their advertising department. And I created all this shit at my time there. And they used a lot of it. But since I've left, I saw something the other day that they didn't use at the time and they just now used and they've done a they're doing a podcast that's using the like a brand name that I made for them and like art that I helped do and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, out. what the fuck, dude? Like, and, and I have no recourse of nothing because I was just an employee for him at that time, but it's all mm-hmm. this shit I made for him and I, I get nothing for it now. That's fucked. Like, That's yeah. wacky, dude. I didn't and know so that I, I get it because mm-hmm. it's like, man, you put so much time and effort into that kind of stuff and it gets panned while you're there or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, now, now you're using it. And, yeah. Right. Especially when the boss is taking 12 mil, like, all right, you've got enough to spare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. if you, you know, I'm, I'm all for paying your CEOs if they're bringing in money. But if you come across, like if it was siphoned from funds for other shit, that those are, those are shenanigans that can't be tolerated. I don't give a shit how much oh, yeah. people are making, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like a little bit different deal, right? Doing the voice acting than a programmer. Like I, I understand his, his, uh, attempt for, for royalties. It seems like a little bit different operation, but it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. Like they were just pissing and moaning back and forth at this point like it doesn't seem like he's not he's not doing borderlands three they'll right. all come out in the wash that's right the difference is randy pitchford has a 12 million dollar dick so yeah, <laughs> yeah. he bought him one <laughs> there's pictures on it at a usb drive that he left in a cracker barrel Memphis. looking up dicks to buy right yeah he was looking up dicks to buy numbers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Uh, hmm. Would a South African soccer player's dick look good <laughs> on me? I'm Randy Pitchford. Uh, uh, what the it. fuck? Shout out to South African <laughs> soccer players. <laughs> Shout out to South. What? Oh, oh dear. Well, <laughs> he'd bring us to the light. In an attempt to salvage, yeah, in an attempt to, to salvage this, uh, Ubisoft did announce Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, sequel to, ba- to Wildlands. Hunter, could they not secure the rights to Point Break, that badass Keanu Reeves cop surfing movie? Um, I believe they attempted it, and <laughs> the only person that could afford it was Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> and he was otherwise engaged. So, no, is the short answer to that. that they did not. Uh, they yeah. were not able to secure it. So, you know, a little, little tomfoolery. Switch it up a bit, yeah. but gee uh, dang it, yeah. Well, this, this game does seem it seems pretty good, man. It, it does. I I was surprised. Like I honestly thought this is gonna be shit because Wildlands was pretty bland. Like mm-hmm. it was fun to play with buddies and stuff. Some of the activities were fun, but like I was, I'm I'm interested, and I did not expect yeah. to feel that way. Yeah, the story has got me. One of the the main bad guy, the main villain, was a ghost. And it's taking control of the all the uh, the scale technology, uh, all the drones and AI and all that shit. Yeah, Ooh. there's like there's little flying drones with just fucking M4s on them, like the little fellas, oh, yeah. just little regular drones. But they, it looks like they've got autonomous cars that are roaming around, and uh, potential for there's a little picture of what looks like it's going to be some kind of jet or something like that as you're walking through some of this, ga- you, this you, gameplay trailer. Do you think that's that's like propaganda? against self-driving cars could be tom clancy's games have gotten a lot of shit for their political statements maybe yeah, that's the yeah, statement yeah. in this one <laughs> don't yeah. don't go ahead with the self-driving cars is what tom clancy is saying yeah i think i did see a picture it's of Elon the future i scratched out in the background but you know <laughs> <laughs> who am i to say i do think like be- I think this is a good move for them as far as like kind of an answer to that political criticism because by setting it on a fictional island, they've kind of removed the the, the, the shit that the comes Bolivia. with being yeah. Like they got in trouble mm-hmm. for the Bolivia thing because it made Bolivia look like this narco state. And I think like well, was it the president of Bolivia that wrote like a letter to them or petitioned some somebody because they're, it they're the they thought it would negatively impact yeah negatively impact uh, tourism. Right, because I was I was headed straight to Bolivia before I played that game. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, well, cancel the vacation, dear. We're not right. going to Bolivia this yeah, time. We're just going to Arkansas now. They're killing people right. and selling cocaine. <laughs> I didn't want to go because of that terrible uh, DJ that was on the radio in Ghost Recon yeah. Wildlands. I was afraid he was actually in Bolivia. 
<laughs> what was that? Uh, what was his fucking name? One time we need Jacob no to come idea. in and do the voice. <laughs> yeah, he would be like, now for the sound that makes your culo jump up and down. Tom Clancy's got a lot of shit. Yeah. Like the more I was I didn't realize how many people like I saw some shit about people being upset about Bolivia's. I, so it was just a weird thing to see that people were upset. Was, the Bolivians are great people. Okay. That's a weird thing to be mad about. But mm-hmm. uh people like you go farther back and people were mad. It's like, well, everybody it's he's right wing. Tom Clancy's right wing, so he's the damn devil. Right. It's you know, it's well he had I don't know, it just seems silly. But they they did their damnedest to cut a lot of that bullshit out. Uh, somebody will still yeah, be- and, and this, if there's a critique, it's about like the surveillance state and right, right. drones and stuff like that, which, which I think uh, provides uneasiness for a lot of people. Like, I don't think that's like a, I, I think that's no. fine territory to explore in a way that's not like a partisan issue or mm-hmm. anything like that. I think it'll be something that's fairly safe and still interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. I hope. I hope when you pull out your like your little palm pilot or whatever gadget you have. Uh-huh. you're trying to do your application and you just get like the bombarded with these ads that are like specifically targeted <laughs> to like your character build or something, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's like you might be interested in extra heavy armor from tactician supply co. Like God damn, it'd be I fucking perfect, man. That would be the best critique on the surveillance state. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I haven't played it yet. I'll let you know. The details sounded good though. Yeah, it seems, it seems pretty good. I mean, it's uh it looks like you were in one of your your the storylines. You're in the clandestine operation on this island of Aurora, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And and the over the Aurora, it's a Pacific Southwest type operation. Yeah. And you get kind of cut off on this island, and that's kind of the setup of it, you know. But there's going to be four classes with more to come, and it seems to be heavily going to be heavily co-op focused on a lot of it. But they're going to have solo modes and PvP at launch okay. for it, it honestly it seems pretty good i don't know the the story looks good i don't know if yeah, it'll... john john barenthal's back right yes, yes. yeah he's the so bad guy he's the bad so there's boy there's gonna be a lot of you know good heavy grunting they used him to explain what breakpoint meant, and it was actually one of the cooler parts of their presentation because I had no idea what the term meant. But I, he's like, breakpoint is the point in combat when situation changes from attack to defense or from defense to retreat to blah, blah, blah. But he's doing it in his I'm John Barenthal, I'm the Punisher kind of voice. Break, and, like, it was good. Breakpoint's the point in war. That, that, that's it. <laughs> the situation breaks, and they've killed your wife and your kids, and, and you just—it's like it's like he's trying to do Batman. Yeah, but, but he's tired. But but he's tired and a little more upset than Batman usually is. You know, <laughs> Batman's yeah. like mildly inconvenienced. Like, oh, fuck, I gotta go fight crime today. You know, and John Barenthal's <laughs> like, oh, I'm alive. Pain pills. <laughs> yeah, he actually got that decaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fall asleep before eight thirty tonight. A couple of things I wanted to add. The so, like I said, Ghost Recon Wildlands was kind of bland. Like it was pretty limited in your mobility and how everything looked. Was just kind of I don't know. Yeah, generic was compared impressed. to a lot of open world games. This one, it looks like there's a lot of different biomes, um, like a very video game level of biomes. There's like an active volcano, there's snow, there's swamps, there's a jungle area, you know. When you say a lot of biomes, you mean all the biomes. <laughs> Every single biome. Yeah, how big's the map? They didn't say, yeah. they didn't specify on that. Um, I, I haven't found that anywhere, but it seems yeah. fair-sized. Yeah, it'd have yeah. to be to include all that, so. It yeah. still has vehicles in it and that kind of stuff. Um, when you're playing solo, there aren't AI teammates, which I think is good, so you don't have any of that bullshit banter. Hey, does um, it have a lot of biomes like Assassin's Creed? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. Um, that game had a lot of biomes. Made it uh, that game had like two biomes. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> and so I think uh, two of the just kind of in-game biggest changes are um, there's like a tiered injury system. So like you get shot and you're at this first tier where you're kind of uh, moving a little slower, but everything else is kind of the same. And then you hit the second tier where you're staggering and it's harder to aim. And then you hit a third where it's like, I don't think you can ADS and stuff like that. 
and uh -huh. the healing animations are really much more realistic and kind of like Far Cry 3 or whenever yeah. they're like pulling Very stuff cool. out of your arm and stuff, you know. That was so awesome. Uh, bandaging and things like that. Um, it has that system. It has a prone camo system that looked really cool where you're like crawling in mud and then you can cover yourself with the mud and people like walk by you. Um, and nice. then yourself like a lizard. It looks weird. Yeah. Like Arnold and Predator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they have all the close quarter combat is contextualized in the sense that if you're higher than your opponent and you do the close quarters attack or whatever, it's a different animation than if you're prone. And it's different if you're in front of them or behind them or if you're in action. All of it changes based on the situation. Mm. And so to me, it just looks a lot more immersive and kind of responsive to all the things that are happening around you. It looks deeper. It looks like it has an actual tone. It looks like it has an actual story which mm -hmm. I don't think a Tom Clancy game has had probably since right. Splinter Cell Blacklist, which came in the last console generation. So, And most uh, of them yeah, are they're terrorists and shoot them because we told you to shoot the terrorist. And that's basically, right. the, that's basically the story, you know, which right. they're fun. Sometimes you just need to shoot some terrorists. Yes. You know? Yeah. They're but most of them are great games. Right? One and two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the, um, I think this, this time it, there's so many more survival mechanics because you're being hunted instead of being like the people in control and having the plan and knowing what you're doing yeah. this time, you're kind of on your heels the whole game. Um, yeah. cause you have elite soldiers that are looking for you the whole time and stuff mm -hmm. instead of you going to enemy encampments and just plotting out what you're yeah. going to do. There's always people that are actively trying to find you. And I like that they, I like that they've thought, well, let's, let's try a different approach. Because they yes. haven't in the last few games, and and I don't, I can't remember. I'm, I know Blacklist was really good on Splinter Cell, and I can't remember how well Double Agent did. But that it was okay. But neither one of those sold. Real, Conviction sold well, but Double Agent and like uh, that was Double Blacklist Agent was cool. I mean, they did some yeah. really different stuff in that game where you know you were undercover within a terrorist faction, and that was like your home base. And uh, it was it was just it was really interesting, and it's cool to see them step outside of that box a little bit more than what they've done with the last couple. You know, and Josh and I talked a little bit uh, earlier today about how Tom Clancy games have kind of they've just got a game for for every little niche, um, and it works. It's, it's starting to work well. Hopefully, we'll see another Splinter Cell. You know, that's their like stealth stuff, and then they mm -hmm. have Rainbow Six, which is their like competitive game that they you know have out and they are going to continue to update and they kind of have this free-for-all that they could do with wildlands because if division two fills that loot and shoot gap thank god they won't mess with any more of those um so you, <laughs> you you have ghost recon that's left and you can kind of you know reinvent it if you want to because it doesn't really have a home right now and so it's it's interesting i uh i'm excited to see some more on it EA needs to take some notes from this game. Sounds like, yeah, yeah, Indeed. yeah. Because they are they are taking. It looks like something that'll be satisfying to people that were fans of Wildlands, but also fans of earlier games. And it kind of looks like Metal Gear Snake Eater. Like, it, mm. like it looks like it's yes. going to make more of an appeal to those fans mm. um, with the survival elements and stuff. So I I think they're taking just enough risk to push the franchise forward in an interesting way. And like Brooks said, develop its own identity. Um, snake yeah. eater euphemism. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think the fact that it's coming out in the fall <laughs> it is a big mark of like that's a vote of confidence in the game because you're yeah, gonna put it against 4th. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. October fourth for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Wasn't yeah. there some Call of Duty like leak or something the other day? Um, I think some like athletes played it, but I don't think any. Huh concrete information Maybe everybody thinks it's modern yeah, warfare 4 and that kind of shit but huh. they're supposed to announce the game by june 30th they generally announce call of duty games in may so probably within the next couple weeks we'll be talking about it nice. trying to beat e3 yeah more call of duty mm. oh yeah i'll buy it i won't like it but i'll play it <laughs> i won't yep. like it at first yeah <laughs> but yeah they about lost me forever on the last one mm -hmm. i threw yeah, i threw experience. a real bitch fit over black ops Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they didn't have their servers ready, which most fucking games anymore don't when they launch their multiplayer. So it was kind of a shit show. Go back to focusing on multiplayer and forget Blackout. Just forget it. Forget the battle royale. I think a lot of people. I don't personally like Blackout, but I think a lot of people do, don't they? It has a pretty big following still. I haven't seen their numbers because none of us play it with any regularity. You know, we're any any BR we're doing anymore. 
thank God PUBG's gone, but we're playing Apex. You, know? <laughs> you so say that, Hunter. Josh and I yeah. played like four matches of PUBG last night. <laughs> well, good for you, sir. Uh, it's, it's back, baby. Yeah. It's I, back, baby. I like it. Knock yourselves out, boys. Yeah. Bricks did really well on it. I wish it, but Bricks did really well. Mm. I'll keep playing Overwatch. Hexer. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Because we, mm-hmm. we all hopped in on that. Yeah. Overwatch is great still. It's one that I came to really late. I don't think I think I got it two years late, right? A year and a half probably got probably. it on sale. My my brother-in-law picked it up. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll check it out. And Because we played the demo. I remember when it came out. Or the beta, rather, yeah. I think. We played it a little bit. Oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was rough. We didn't really understand the the mechanics of, like, hey, you're not killing three people by it's yourself. Way too it's different not to me. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so we kind of skipped yeah. it, but it's the the more I play it, dude, that that game's fucking good. So I, I'm about to, I'm about to get back into that. No, you really talked about EA taking notes, man. They need to take notes from anybody. Oh, yeah. It's Blizzard because they yeah. they mm-hmm. got some shit figured out. I mean, that game's been out now. Like you said, Hunter, you came in two years late and and like love it. I, mean, I play the shit can, out of it. Yeah, they they consistently do events. You know typically what four events a year minimum all your all your loot boxes and anything great cosmetics yeah and they're great cosmetics mm-hmm. they have, you know i think i looked the other, other day the maximum skin count like is like 19 on a couple characters and the lowest like 14 right and and those aren't just like different shades of color you know they're they're different they change the whole structure and look of the character and it's really cool but uh it's one of those i think you have to have at least one other person preferably yeah. it's, the people <laughs> to play it's with a you, weird one to, to really be in control um because you do have to build you know team comps on that game you have to have a healer and you have to have tanks and dps and you have to, you know people have to know how to play those those roles and play the characters with those roles um, within some kind of accurate degree of of effectiveness but <laughs> you know it's it's weird because the the learning curve on it is brutal. But once you kind of figure out the general team comp, you need DPS, healer, tanks, blah blah blah. You got to stick together. Mm-hmm. That kind of bullshit. Like you're still getting like we're not great. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't play the game a lot. We came to it two years late, but we can yeah, still play it late. and win and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there's yeah. still a huge end <laughs> full of people. Well, well Josh, Josh yeah. does really well <laughs> and we win. He just doesn't have a good time. Yeah, this I guy's still it. playing Destiny too, though. So. Yeah, um, you know. and PUBG. I don't know why it, it breaks me so fast. Of all the games we play, that one like irritates me to no end. <laughs> I, I I think it is a well made game, and I love basically everything it does. I just want to kill things, and I get frustrated when that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But sure. just on a on a from a like not even a gameplay standpoint, just from a support standpoint, if you do like the game, the gameplay, it's great because you. I mean, they drop new characters all the time. I mean, so yeah, you just you, you continue to get this roster of characters, new maps, um, you know, new events, PVE modes, and different arcade modes and stuff. And it's just they they really do a good service to their fans. So yeah. I mean, props on them. And you know, they do Blizzard does the same the same thing with uh, World of Warcraft for the most part, and I'm sure a couple other games that I'm not privy to because I don't play them. But I just think that's. You know, kudos on them. Yeah, and they have one of the best like competitive leagues and stuff, and do a really good job of supporting that. And yeah, I think they stuff. on this last update, I think they added a tab on the menu. It may have already been there. I just haven't played in a while, and you can go straight over to the you know Overwatch League tab, and I'm pretty sure you can watch the live stream right there, like within the game, if you wanted to. Can it's great. Those guys are fucking crazy. That's that's really the only other thing I've been playing uh, besides the the typicals. You know, you guys got me sucked back into some more Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, just always always a blast. Yeah, I I played brief battles. Brooks loaded it up and then got frustrated. I don't think he played it at all. Yeah, well, it's it's because and and I'll let Josh go positives of it here in a second after I get my fucking rant out. But he's like, yeah, download it's like two gigs, and then I get like a gig in. He's like, "Uh, I don't think I can invite you. And then I get like almost all the way done. He's like. Yeah, it's it's like offline only, which I mean, I guess it's a cool one, you know, I could play blah blah. blah. <laughs> and it's like, you might as well cancel your download. And then it finished. And I was like, fuck it, dude, I'll load it up. And this shit's like local only. So, wow. you know, I didn't try the other mode that Josh tried, but <laughs> yeah, you would think mm-hmm. you'd be able to do that. 
I think my big frustration with it is how it was marketed. It looks like Super Smash Brothers in the sense that there's a platforming component and it's this kind of arena style. And then um, you're kind of these cute little somewhat egg-shaped characters that you jump into different like underwear pickups. Yeah. Brief battles. And these different pairs of underwear give you different abilities and stuff. And so I'm assuming that like Smash Brothers, I can just play single player and do kind of like a stock fight against other characters like that and run around and just screw around or invite a friend or whatever. So no online components, so I can't invite a friend. You can't do stock battles. You can't play it in that style unless you're doing local play and you can only play for however many real people you have in the room. There's no you versus AI in the normal environment. They have a challenge mode where you can fight like little creatures, but they don't share any of the same mechanics. Um, and they're okay, but it, then it's just a platforming game and it's not like a fighting game. Um, and so that was really dumb. Um, there's not really any customization. I think like unless you're playing this game with your kids or you get it for your kids, uh, I would say a big pass on this one. I was not impressed. There, I think their marketing materials looked good. But I think they're deceptive, um, and I would not recommend this one unless you're getting it for kiddos. Yeah, end of review. <laughs> I'm done with brief battles. I did oh, not enjoy full it. stop. Don't full get stop. Uh, and then I played World War Z this week. Um, um, I, I didn't spend any money on it, and I kind of got it in a weird way I do not want to go into. Uh, it was very scandalous. Um, mm-hmm. um, Steaming up. Yeah. yeah. Basically, somebody I used to game share with got it, and I guess he's not game sharing with anybody else. And so I'm the beneficiary so you're of two different people. Double when they Dutch buy games. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Dirty bastard. So I was like, and well, fuck it. It's a new game. I'll try it. Yeah, and everybody knows. Um, and so I hopped into it, and I played through the first um, setting, which is New York. And um, I, it was a better game than I expected. Um, was there was Brad Pitt's butt in there? Um, they couldn't get the license for Brad Pitt's butt, but they got um, Michael Pitt's butt in there. So. <laughs> Is that an uncle brother? We've like seen, we've seen Mike Pitt's ass so many times. <laughs> I mean, you, it's so easy to find Brad Pitt's butt. You got to kind of search for it. Work know, for that one. Yeah. Michael Pitt's butt is just not quite as peachy or taut. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. It's a real downgrade. I, I didn't mean that's to start. the word I was looking for. Yeah, you can you can go back to your review. <laughs> um, it's it's a satisfying game, um, but it has cool like weapon upgrades and stuff. Um, so as you're playing, you can add different things to the guns you're using. Uh, the level design uh, it's it's kind of the typical stuff you do in co-op shooters, but it changes pretty often. So a lot of hold this area or go find this thing, um, that kind of shit, but Um, While you're trying to do that, you have these really wacky zombie swarms. And I think of any of the zombie games I've played, the mechanics of those like swarms both visually are really intimidating and look crazy because it's just hundreds of these things coming at you at one time. Um, And so it it gives you a real sense of dread and this feeling of being overwhelmed in a way that a lot of zombie games can't do because they don't have the same scale. And so I think that stuff was was cool. Uh, I would not recommend playing it on normal. It was really too easy on normal um i would set it at least to the hard difficulty level and then like any game in this type of environment you want to play it with buddies because every time i match made with people i would have to wait probably at least two or three minutes before it would even start to load because some asshole wouldn't ready up and their countdown mm. timer was like jeez mm, three Fuckers. minutes or something like it wasn't like you would think if three people have readied up it would be like hey in 30 seconds we're gonna start but no it's yeah. like here's We'll start the round in eight hours. Waiting for this fourth guy to ready up. There's a special place in hell for that type of person. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a question. So you you start matchmaking and you get into a match, but that doesn't ready you up. Searching for a match is not good as not good enough to ready you up to just start it. Right. You would think. But it's like you're all in a lobby and you're picking classes and loadouts and shit. Okay. And then you ready up. Yeah. Fair enough. You can't change that in game. So if they would fix it to where you could change that shit, you know, as you're coming in or whatever, that'd be great. But that's not there right now. Um, But it's not bad. I'd say it's worth like 20 bucks, but it's 40 right now. I wouldn't 
pay for it. It's the best review I've heard of it so far. It's not bad. It's not I trust your it's opinion okay. more than anybody else's. So. I give yeah. it two out of five. Mass. Yeah. Meh. I think, you know, if, if you like Left 4 Dead and that kind of shit, and you just want something you can just hang out with friends and play, it's it's fine. But it's not not great. Well, we're always looking for those type of games. Yeah. It's three out of ten Brad Pitt butts. Yeah. Oh, no. How many Michael... How many Michael Pitts butts is that? Oh no! Uh, probably at least I googled nine. Michael Pitts butt. And we have so many scales <laughs> we have to work on. I was not on safe search either, so I'm gonna oh, do oh, fuck. Last oh, hour fuck. of history. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get a weird message from the NSA. Yeah, I'm gonna get some fucking Facebook ad tonight. It's gonna be like, <laughs> hey, oh Jesus. Here's more people's butts that look like Michael Pitt's butt. You might be interested. Join our join our page. Follow our page. Uh, no. Do you think there's like a single site that's just butts? Uh, do what? Like butt mingle or Christian butt mingle? Like a single oh, site? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Do you mind Googling butt. that real quick since you've already ruined no. your Google searches? Uh, no, I cleared it already. Sorry. Christian, yeah, yeah, but yeah. mingle. Yeah. Type that in. It, even we have lines, Josh. Yeah. Some lines no. you cross. You're crossing them. Okay. You're crossing them. Um, so because all of these shitty games keep coming out, I thought for our little uh, feature, our final note for the episode, we could talk about live service or games as service games that are benefiting from 2019 being one of the weakest fucking release years ever. And that's basically because we're at the end of a console life cycle. We still got some good games though. Uh, I, I think toward the end of the year, I think we'll see a couple that are not bad. We had Sekiro earlier this year, Mortal Kombat 11. Both of those were solid, but right now it's pretty dim on the horizon and we have to really bank on a, a good E3 with some wacky news that we're not expecting to, to kind of pull us out of it. Um, and yes. maybe Rage 2 will be good. That comes out next week. I'm hoping. Ooh. But uh, anyway, games of service. Uh, let's talk, Brooks. Let's talk about PUBG. We played last night for the first time in four months. Their player count went up. It was on a downward trend, and this is just using um, Steam charts, which tracks people playing it on Steam. Of course, we played on Xbox, so it's not necessarily an accurate representation of that player base. But that player base seems very strong. Still, it's always easy to get in matches. They're averaging four hundred thousand players at any given time, and they usually have a peak player count of shy of a million, around eight hundred thousand or so um, each day. Will be kind of the peak player count, and w- which are, which are great numbers for a game that's two years. Well, they've they've done a good job as far as I mean, if you like PUBG, if you're a fan of the game, then they've fixed the things that people have needed them to fix they've they've pretty consistently went through and and um you know sent out patches for that game that it it may have been you know weapon based damage based stuff like that but they they tweaked all the stuff that people were wanting them to tweak and so it's 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 come down to me like it's either a game you like to play or you don't like to play Um, but they have they have supported it well and i think that's why they've got a good player base they you know obviously usually are launching stuff on pc first but they still filter that out to console. And so you have new maps. I mean, you went from when, when we first started playing PUBG on Xbox, it was Aaron Gill. And now there are three other maps, correct? Four? Four other maps? No, three other uh, maps. Three other maps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they they add a ton of new weapons and stuff like that. They're, we jumped on, and I know we hadn't played in months, but Josh and I jumped on last night, and uh, there's a couple of guns I hadn't seen before. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. When it first came out, it was damn near unplayable, and they did they did fix that on at least on console. They fixed that pretty quick. So for all the gripes I have about it, and they are legion, the support is not one of them. Do you think a lot of the player base or the spike in it could be from Fortnite players coming of age and finally realizing <laughs> PUBG is the better battle royale version? Just virgins finally getting laid, and we're like, "Oh, this is a garbage <laughs> game." Or yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's going to put a on their fedora game. and their horn rim glasses. And- I'm a man now. It's time to play a real battle royale game. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think I'm sure there's part of it. I think Fortnite certainly, I think, appeals to a younger audience, not necessarily exclusively, but I, I think it primarily targets a younger audience, and I think. Apex probably targets a slightly older, and I think PUBG probably targets the oldest group out of all of them. At least closer to the purists of that group mm-hmm. of VR players, probably. It's the closest thing yeah. you've got to it for like a tactically pure. 
It's very yes. unforgiving. And I, I think for me, why I'm kind of interested in playing it again, and I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat, is it was such an emergent, interesting experience with a massive scale that no other BR game mm -hmm. has. And it is unforgiving and it's tough and every kill is like really satisfying and hard to secure. But because of all that shit, if you're losing all the time, it just breaks you and you feel like I got to get away from this game. This is like a Oh, bad yeah. drug or bad addiction right and mm -hmm. then you get away from it for a while and it's like man i kind of miss having a game where something wacky would happen every time or something different would happen every time i played it because there are very mm -hmm. few games that feel that way and so i think some of it's just people taking a break and they're feel like eh, i could use a little bit of that again and I, I don't think people will go back and play it to the same level ever but i i think it's a satisfying game to return to and they've done well their next season is that on PC right now? Yeah, it's coming to Xbox probably middle of this month. And then they'll add like weapon progression, weapon charms, stuff like that to the Xbox version. It's already on PC. Um, but they've got different stat trackers in it now where you're rewarded for achieving certain ranks within a season and stuff. Um, cool. Kind of incentivize your play a little bit more beyond just a battle pass or something where you can get cosmetics. So yeah, um, all that stuff's good. I, I, I think it's in a good place. And I think it offers something that none of the other BR games do. And I think it'll always have a pretty dedicated player base because of that. And I, I think a similar game that hasn't seen the same boon in numbers, but is, is it also in a good place is probably Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, another good tactical game. I hopped in on it. I just played Terrorist Hunt. Why don't we have that in our lineup? I feel like we have enough people that that's a good one we could play. Yeah, I agree. I would love to. Um, that one mm. feels really good right now. The last... I mean, I, it's like every time I play it, I'm like, wow, it's gotten better. And the most recent time I played it, I'm like, holy fuck, it's like now at a point where I think I would be like really into it. Whereas before, I'm like, this is good. This is cool. I like it. And now I'm like, oh shit, this is really good. <laughs> you know, it's like they finally fixed a lot of the shit that made it a little ugly or a little hard to play. Well, and my uh, only big big complaint with it when I was somewhat into it was that if you didn't have a full squad, you would always match with Dickhead. That was just like their concept of the game was to fucking make it a nightmare for everybody else on your team yeah. and didn't and didn't want to play that. You know, because that's a game you have to be somewhat serious at when you attempt. Yeah. To it's very Overwatch in, in that way. I mean, like the the way you use abilities and stuff is not quite the same as Overwatch, but you still no, have but, to have some sort of harmony between your teammates. Yeah, and if you're down, and if you're down a player completely on a sixty-six, you're yeah, you're fucked. Especially in that game because it is unforgiving. That, that game stresses me out worse than any battle royale though. When you're playing it competitively, because it's it's so close quarters and you die so fast. Everything is split yeah. seconds, and the rounds are always slow at the beginning. So it's just like three minutes of nothing, and then like twenty seconds of pure fucking hell. It's yeah, just like, God damn. I think that's why I like the terrorist hunt a little bit. It, it is good. I mean, it's it's great, but it's it's uh it's a very tense game. That's why I mean. Mm -hmm. Not to go back to PUBG, but that's, you know, you have those long sprawls of just silence, you know, mm -hmm. interrupted drastically just, you know, out of fucking nowhere by gunfire and you're in the middle of these firefights and it, it feels that way just compacted. And they're real quick on Rainbow Six, it's averaging 60,000 daily players, um, peaking close to 100,000. Um, but it's it's been kind of dipping the last few months. I think they're I can't remember when their next season's coming out, but I think they're toward the end of a season, so it's probably part of it. I think they'll probably see another yeah. bump when they do new content. But uh, it's an impressive game and one I I hope to play a little bit more with you guys sometime. And then let, let's touch back on Overwatch game I love to hate and everybody else just enjoys. Mm -hmm. It's like a moon pie when you like a yeah. moon pie. <laughs> but, you know, they're like. Fuck moon pies, but you're like, nah, I get it. I get after some of that marshmallow center. Yeah. Brooks likes it dry. With those sugar cookies they sell at Walmart. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen Brooks raw dog and moon pie. <laughs> what the fuck? What the <laughs> actual fuck? Sometimes it would be like real early in the morning. I mean, he couldn't even mm. wait. Isn't that Hunter's MO with the, the lewd with food? Where do you think I learned it, Kyle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they doing yoga out there in the backyard? Nope, they're raw dog and moon pies. <laughs> that, one? that fat hairy one up front is teaching the rest of them how to do it. <laughs> Couldn't stop with bananas, could you? Yeah, it's a gateway food. <laughs> yeah. uh, Uncle Cletus was a man of many talents. <laughs> he was chief the, among them. Bananas. 
to like banana flavored milk <laughs> to banana flavored moon pies. My God. Oh, there are banana flavored moon pies. They're disgusting. But moon pies are disgusting, to be fair. That's why I hate fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Right. What other uh, what other games of service? <laughs> We got. Did you guys want to say anything about Overwatch? No, nope. we already nope. talked about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know the analogy soiled it. Yep, um, guys- I do feel like we we talked about a lot of the things that make it work. Um, they've they've hit forty million total players. I'll add that Rocket League. Speaking of which, I have crates for sale. I have many crates for sale. If you'd like crates. the avenue to do that. Nope, don't nobody take it. I'm slowly gonna get enough keys for all those crates. Just, <laughs> I gotta piece it out. Because I hate the white whale. Spending any fucking money on it. Uh, God, I love it. I love. I mean, I, like I said, I love that there there are still games that are like you know we'll sell you shit, but it's not gonna affect gameplay. That's cool. <laughs> I'm still not gonna spend any fucking money on it. So I mean, it's it's Rocket League's good. I haven't played it as much as you guys have, especially as recently, but it seems like, you know, they're continuously um, putting out new stuff and doing their season pass, and it seems better than Apex's season pass. Yeah, their most recent season pass is really good, and they've made added challenges and stuff so you can level up in it faster. It's I think this is the first one that's really worth your money if you're a casual player, because you can level up pretty quickly. And there's cooler shit in it. But one thing I think is kind of interesting about Rocket League, you know, early on, they were always adding modes to it. You know, the hockey, the basketball, that drop shot oh, yeah. mode, the rumble mode where you had abilities and shit. Mm-hmm. And they were constantly trying to do different takes on it. And anymore, it's like they just are really sinking into that core experience and not focusing so much on other modes. And yeah. they haven't really lost any players, which is kind of interesting to me that... Like what they have on a real basic level is so good, so pure that they don't really have to worry. That's fantastic. It. It's absolutely fantastic. Because we've played the the basketball two on two, and the hockey's fine. You know, the rumble's a lot of fun. But we always we we shit. We probably haven't played any of those other than standard or chaos modes in a, a year. You know, or better. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't remember the last time I played basketball with you, Hunter. Yeah, dude, it's great. That's a fun mode, though. That's a oh, good one to shorten, uh, shorten deal, and it's it makes for some fun. Most definitely, you kind of have to use a little different skill set. That, that was kind of the cool thing in those mm-hmm. modes is you kind of had to bend to one mechanic more than another than you'd usually have to in the regular mode. You had to really do aerials in the basketball, and the hockey kind of takes the aerials out of it. Kind of keeps most of it on the ground. Yes. It's more positioning. Yeah, it, they're fun. They are fun. So Rocket League's done well. It's uh, had a gain in players the last two months um, on PC. And I would imagine they're doing pretty well overall because they have the cross-platform support now, cross-platform parties. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can play with people on PlayStation. You can play with people on the Switch. So that shit's all really good. And then I think the greatest beneficiary live service or game of service game is Fortnite, which just started their season nine. It has kind of a futuristic theme. They redid their Tilted Towers part of the map. I believe they're going to have a, a John Wick component in it again when that <laughs> movie comes out. So they still have like the nice. cross-branding shit mm-hmm. with some uh, big names. They had the Avengers shit earlier um, last month. Um, but again, Fortnite's not on Steam, so I don't really have a player count. But they, they have just stupid fucking numbers that are unbelievable. I really hate are. you, but God damn it, I respect them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, props to them. I think, you know, we've talked about mm-hmm. this before. Indeed. I think that I would prefer them to do different maps, but... They can be the game with the evolving map, and I don't want Apex to turn into the game with the evolving map, though I'm afraid they're going to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather Apex just go multiple maps. I think that I don't either. It sounds like that's what they're going to start doing, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Apex is another one. Apex is kind of hard to, you know, they hit the 50 million players and they haven't said anything mm-hmm. since then. So I don't know anything about like how many players they have daily or anything, but I would imagine it's at least what PUBG has. Um, I would imagine it's probably between and Fortnite, especially since it's free to play. But anyway, I, I think that's kind of a, a quick overview on games of service and how some of those um, really standard games are doing and something to play kind of in the downtime. If, if you're waiting for some of the bigger fall releases to come out, a lot of those games are still very good and, and offer a cool competitive environment to engage with. Yep. Especially if you like building stairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't you help us wrap up the episode as we wrap up every episode and tell us what's in the box? <laughs> so, uh, Brad Pitt's butt. I, I took a little. No, that would be illegal. <laughs> Kyle, that would be illegal. Is it Brad Pitt's <laughs> wife's head? No. <laughs> Randy Pitchford's second USB. 
<laughs> more porn. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Kyle, oh, actually, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I thought it was a tiny dildo, but it's actually a dick-shaped thumb drive. And oh, uh, if you <laughs> flip it around on the backside, uh, it is labeled Randy Pitchford. <laughs> That's his $12 million cock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>